0: Last time, we looked at how uh, to apply our new idea, subgame perfect equilibrium, to a whole bunch of games. And our general idea for how to solve for subgame perfect equilibrium was as follows. We looked at each subgame, we solved for the Nash equilibrium in the subgame, something we learned to do long ago, and then we rolled back the payoffs, we rolled them back up the tree. And towards the end, we learned something interesting. I'm not going to go back to it, today. I, just to, I just want to emphasize it. We learned that strategic effects matter. So in that investment game we looked at last time, when you were considering whether to rent a new piece of machinery, it made a very big difference whether you considered how, uh, how this action would affect the actions of the other side. In this case, how it affects your competition. All right? And this is a very general idea, a very general point. So just to to give you a couple more examples, when you're designing tax systems, I mentioned this last time, when you're designing a tax system, make some changes in the US tax system, it's not good enough to look at how people are behaving in the old tax system and just calculate in an accounting manner how much more money you're gonna raise or how much money it's gonna cost you. You have to take into account how that's gonna lead to changes in behavior. And once again, that's a strategic effect. And in the homework that you're handing in today, uh, all of you will have had a nice example of that in the toll booth problem. So, in the toll booth problem, when you're putting tolls on roads, or more generally, when you're building new roads, new bridges, new flyovers, new bypasses, you need to take into account how those new tolls, how those new roads will affect all of traffic flow. Traffic flow down the tree will, will, will form a new equilibrium, and you need to, you need to consider that in, in, uh, in designing your tolls and designing your road system. All right, so that's another example of SPE. So today I want to do something quite different, a little bit like what we did with Duel. I want to play a game today and probably spend the whole of today analyzing this one game. So it's quite a complicated game, but it's quite a fun game. All right, so what's the game we're going to look at? The game's going to involve two players. And in each, each player, in each period, Each period, they choose, or each chooses, I should say, each chooses, each chooses whether to fight or to quit. All right, so F means fight and Q means quit. And they make this choice simultaneously. All right, and the game ends, the game ends as soon as someone quits when someone quits all right so there's good news and bad news for this for this game let's do the good news first the good news is that if the other player quits first if the other player quits first you win a prize you win a prize And generally, we'll call this prize V, but we'll play for for some cash in a minute. The bad news is, the bad news is, each period in which both fight, so each period in which both players choose to fight, each player pays a cost. So they pay minus C. All right. And just to keep things interesting, let's fill in the other thing here, which is if both quit at once. So if both quit at once, then they get 0 that period. All right. So this is a game we've seen a little bit before. We saw it a little bit under the uh, auspices of Hawk Dove. Those people in the MBA class saw a game a lot like this. But we're going to analyze this in much more detail than we did before, in fact, as we're going to spend the whole of today talking about it. So to start this out, let's actually play this game. All right, so I want two volunteers. Uh, let me just, uh, since this is uh, football se- college football season, let me see if I can uh, play off the rivalries. So do I have anybody here from the great state of Texas? whole bunch of Texans, all right. All right, well, they're just they're keep your hands around. I want to use you in a second. And uh, I guess the rivalry here is Oklahoma. Anybody from Oklahoma? No Oklahomans? All right, well, what we'll do is we'll pick two Texans then. We'll assume this is Texas and Texas A&M. All right, so Texans raise their hands again. All right, we're going to pick out two Texans. All right, and uh, I'm going to give you a mic each. Uh, so your name is? Nick, why don't you keep hold of the mic and just point it towards you when you speak. But still shout because we, 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 you know, the rest of the, everyone here wants to hear you. All right, so this is Nick. Where was my other Texan back here? There was one here. Why don't I go for the closer one? All right, well, you're, it's, yeah, OK, we'll start here. And your name is? Alec. Alec, so shout it out. Alec. That's better. OK. All right, so the game is this. All right, they're going to have to write down for the first period whether they choose uh, fight or quit. Uh, for each player will have a referee, so the person behind Alec is going to be Alec's referee to make sure that, uh, that, uh, that Alec is actually st- saying what he says he's going to do. And what happened to my other Texan? I've lost my Alex, There he is. And your name again was? Nick. And Nick is going to write down fight or, or quit. And uh, to make this real, let's play for some real cash. So we'll make the prize. Why don't we make the prize uh, equal to a dollar? And the cost equal to 75 cents. All right, so I've got some dollars here. Here we go. This is a, uh, what do you call this? Uh, in, in Texas, we'd call this a fistful of dollars. Is that right? Is that right? All right, so, okay. So, where are my players? When, when, when you stand up, you guys. So everyone can see you. All right. All right I made this difficult because now, now, now you're going to have to write down your strategy, so you're going to have to grab a pen. I, I didn't make that easy for you. Let me come down to make it easier for the camera person. All right. All right, so, so uh, why don't you uh, write down what your strategy is going to be and tell your neighbor what it's going to be. And we'll see what happened. All right, show your, show your referee. Have you shown your referee? All right. And uh, again, Nick, uh, speaking into the microphone, what did you do? I quit. He quit? I quit as well. So much for the, what happened to remember the Alamo? I mean, this is, <laughs> all right, so Texas didn't work very well. Okay, fine. Let's try, let's try a different state. I have to say, my, uh, my wife's from Texas, and my wife's family's from Texas, and I, had, they had, I thought they had more fight in them than that. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're sliding in the polls. Let's try somebody from uh, Ohio. Anyone from Ohio? Nobody from Ohio in the whole class. That's no good. That's no good, I was gonna pick, pick Ohio against Michigan. How about some people from some, from some of our own teams? So are there any players in the football team other than the, other than the two I've picked on before? There we go, now I'll get something, here we go. So uh, and, and, oh, I need a different team, anybody from the hockey team? Anybody from the baseball team? Ah, okay, good, good, good. All right, so a uh, uh, friend from the baseball team, I've uh, your name is? Chris. Chris, and our, uh, our new football team player is? Rylan. Rylan. Rylan, okay? Okay, so Rylan and and uh, and Chris are going to play this. We'll see. You. Neither, of you is, neither of you is from Texas, I take it. All right. So we have some hope of something happening here. All right. So uh, uh, write down what it what it is you're going to uh, you're going to choose. All right. Have you both written something down? Yeah. All right. And uh, Rylan, what did you choose? Fight. And uh, Chris Oh, well that, that was easy too, okay, okay. So the, the football team's looking pretty good here, all right, all right. So we're getting, not getting much in the way of, uh, of action going here. Anyone else want to try here? Any another little state rivalry here. I don't suppose I've got anyone from Oregon. That's asking too much. Anyone from Oregon? You guys must be from somewhere. There's got, got to be a state where at least one of you is from. All right, all right. Well, let's try something like New Jersey. How about that? <laughs> all right, so there's some players from New Jersey, that's good, all right, all right, there we go, so, all right, and we'll try New Jersey and New York, that seems, that seems like there's a rivalry there. Are you from New York? Excellent, here we go, here we go. So, and your name is? Gerson. Gerson, and your name is? Andy. Andy, okay, so Gerson and Andy, so show up, stand up so everyone can see you are, let's, let's see if, uh, if there's any fight in, in uh, New York and New Jersey, all right, all right, okay, so write down your strategies. All right, good. Now, so, all right, so, uh, Andy? Andy, what did you choose? I'm gonna fight. Fight. Ah, here we go. This is better now. Phew! Getting worried there for a second. I know, I know it's near the Thanksgiving, but there has to be some sort of spark left in the class. That's okay. All right, so we have, we have both people fighting, which means right now they're down 75 cents, but the prize is still a dollar. So the game goes on. So write down again what you're going to do second period. Right, the seventy-five cents is gone, so now we're just looking at the at the uh, this game for a dollar. All right, and let's uh, let's go to New York. What does New York? Uh, I'm gonna fight. 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 Okay. So this is. Uh, you, you have to stay on the East Coast to get life. There's no point <coughs> in going west, is there? That makes sense. All right. So so write down again what you're going to do. Okay, and let's go the other way around to New Jersey. Fight. Fight again. All right. So right now we're down, what, 375 cents, whatever that is. And uh, it's still this prize of a dollar out there. Uh, plus perhaps a bit of pride here. All right. So right down again. All right. And, and let's try again. So let's go with New York this time. I'm going to fight. 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 Okay. So I'm, guessing, I'm guessing we could keep this going for quite a while. Is that right? I'm guessing we could keep this going for quite a while. Now it might make a difference, by the way, if they're allowed to talk to each other here. So let's see if it does, okay? So let's allow New Jersey and New York to talk to each other. You can't insult each other about bridges and tunnels. <laughs> just, just, just regular talk, all right? So uh, anything you wanna to say to, to your friend from New Jersey here? I, I can't let New Jersey win, That's just New York pride. You guys are just worse <laughs> than every, every realm, so I'm sorry. All right, and anything it's you wanna say trying. in reply? Well, I'm gonna keep fighting, so your best choice is to give up. All right, let's and see like if that go. works. Let's see if we get anything out of that. So choose your strategies again. New York? I just can't let Jersey win, fight. <laughs> Bring it on, fight. All right, all right. So it's clear that if we kept this going for a while, it would pay for my lunch. Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Well, we'll, we'll, well, we'll hold it here for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit. Uh, but thank you, a, a round of applause for our two feistier, <laughs> feistier players. All right, so what's going on here? So clearly we can, Clearly, we can see what can happen in this game. You can get people quitting early, all right? And uh, uh, it could be that one side quits and the other side doesn't quit. That's all something that can happen. That can happen pretty quickly. But it's possible, and we just saw it happen, it's possible that a fight could go on quite a while, all right? A fight could go on quite a while here, all right? Now, why? What's going on here? Is this, I mean, the prize, the prize here was what? was a dollar, and the cost was 75 cents. All right. I could have raised the stakes maybe on these guys and see if that, that, that made a difference, but, but you know, I think a dollar and something else will do. And by the time they'd fought the second time, they'd exhausted the possible pri- prize of a dollar. Is that right? right? So it's true that if you won this in the first period, then that's fine, because you, you just get a dollar and you wouldn't, it wouldn't have cost you anything. And even if you won in the second period, you'd be okay. You'd only cost yourself 75 <coughs> cents for fighting in the first period, but you know, you're getting a dollar, so that's good. But thereon, and thereon went on for plenty of time in this case, thereon you're just accumulating losses. So what's going on? So, so there are various conclusions possible here. One is that people from New York and New Jersey are crazy. Right, that's a, that's a possible thing. Right? But what else, is why did we get involved in this fight? What happened here? Why do we tend to see fights like this emerging? I'm claiming this isn't such an implausible situation. Why do we see it emerging? Let's talk to our friend from New York. Shout out. By the time she fought with me on the second round, I knew I was going to be losing money anyway, so why not just keep going? And all right. There was no reason I wasn't going to win anyway, so I might as well just keep fighting until she quit. All right, all right. So there's, I think there's two things, there's two parts to that answer. All right? Part of the answer is, I'm, I'm going to be I'm, sorry, I, I have lost some money anyway. right? Let's hold that piece, that piece of it. And the other part of it is, what? The other part of it is, I've really determined to win this thing. All right? All right? So there's two things going on there, and they're quite different. Let's take the second one first. It's possible that the reason these fights emerge and can go on for quite a while, is that even though the prize is only a dollar in money, it could be that the actual thing that the players care about is what? What do the players actually care about here? Somebody, just raise your hand, I'll put you on the mic. What do people tend to care about in these situations? Winning, they care about winning, or they care about pride, is that right? That's why I started with Texas, but I couldn't find any pride in Texas, so we had to go to New York, right? All right? So people care, about, people care about winning, per se. It's a pride thing, all right? So it could be that a dollar simply isn't a good description of the true payoffs here. It could be that the payoffs are actually about winning, all right? It could also be that both of these guys know that they're going to be interacting with you at other times in the class or other times at Yale, and they want to establish a reputation, both of them, as being the kind of guys who fight. <coughs> Right? In particular, when they, when they got to talk about it, right, both of them said, look, I'm a fighter. Something we've seen before with Ale and his, uh, and his uh, pizza shop. Both of them said, I'm a fighter, you better back out. Is that right? So both of them tried to signal the fact that they were going to fight to try and get the other side to quit. All right? So that's about reputation. And that reputation could extend beyond this game. It could be that they're going to be involved in this kind of uh, conflict later on in life. All right? So both of those things are around. All right, Uh, there's another element to this, and it's the other part of what our our friend from New York said, which is about the costs. What's true about the costs in this game as we move from period to period? What's true? Somebody said it. Uh, sunk cost. Say it again, say it loudly. Sunk cost. It's a sunk cost, all right? So all of those costs that you accumulate as the game goes on, they're irrelevant looking forward because they're sunk. The fact I've played this game for 10 periods and hence lost 10, uh, 10 times 75 cents, which even I can do, that's 750, right? The fact I've lost 750 is irrelevant because I've lost it anyway. I can't get that back. That's a sunk cost. So the game 10 periods through looks exactly the same as the game did at the beginning when fighting seemed a good option. Is that all right? Is that all right? All right. So 10 periods through the game, you have the same view about fighting as you did at the beginning. Now that's not quite true, because at some point you're going to run out of money. All right? But if we ignore that, basically those sunk costs are irrelevant. all right. So what we're seeing here is reasons why people fight. And some of these reasons seem to be standard economic reasons, like sunk costs. Uh, and some of them seem to be about things that are outside the game, like pride or possibly reputation. And it's certainly the case that in the real world, we do see fights like this. So, let's just spell out what the key feature of this is. The key feature of this is, in these fights, over a period of time, even though you may only be losing a little piece in each period, over a period of time, you could lose a lot. In fact, you could lose far more than the prize that was originally at stake. It, 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 all right, so, so the, 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 the losses you could accumulate, and the, our friend from New Jersey and New York, the losses that they accumulated vastly outweighed the prize that was at stake after a while. All right, that's, that's a worry. That's a worry, right? Okay, so this, this can occur in real life, not just in the classroom. Uh, what do we call these kind of fights? These fights where they're, they're, they're holding out for this possibly small prize and incurring... Possibly small, but they accumulate into being large costs each period. What do we call those fights? Nobody? Well, let's think about some examples. If, see if the word comes out of examples. So, one example, let's do some examples here. One example is uh, what happened in World War I. So in World War I, as uh, I'm assuming most of you know, uh, the, uh, on, on, the, uh, uh, on the Western Front at least, the, uh, the, the uh, German and, allied, and, and allies to Germany armies faced off with the British and French and allied armies for an extraordinary long time, fighting over extraordinarily small patches of land. Little pieces of northern France and, and Belgium. All right, and you could argue that these pieces of northern France and Belgium—I don't wish to offend anyone French or Belgian here—but you could argue that those few acres of northern France and Germany weren't worth a whole lot anyway. All right. Nevertheless, the, the troops, uh, uh, the, the two sides kept on fighting for uh, from, uh, from what 1914 to 1918, and enormous losses of life were accumulated over that period. Right, so that, that, that was a really costly long-term battle. Neither side would quit. Each year, huge numbers of lives were lost. If you doubt that, go and look at the uh, war memorial in Yale that shows how many Yale American lives were lost, and America was only in that war for, for about a year. All right. Okay, so that's an example. Another example, a more uh, business example, an example we talked about uh, in uh, our MBA class, but not in this class I think so far, is uh, examples in business where there's a market and that market is really only going to hold one firm, all right? That market's only going to hold one firm, you can end up with an extremely long fight about who's going to end up being the one firm in that market. Right, so a famous example, actually it's a famous business school case, is the fight that, uh, that uh, incurred uh, to control satellite broadcasting uh, in Europe. So there was a fight between Sky Television and the British uh, satellite broadcasting company uh, that went on for a number of years. And these companies were doing things like charging zero prices and giving away satellite dishes and this, that and the other. And over the course of the fight, they accumulated so many losses that if you did the accounting, the f- entire future projected profit flow of winning this fight vastly outweighed the amount of money that they'd lost during the fight. All right? That was a fight that involved on one side Rupert Murdoch, and you could argue maybe Rupert Murdoch is a little crazy and had reputation to keep up, but still, it looks like another example of this. So that example was British satellite broadcasting versus Sky. So with those two examples there, anyone think of a general term we call these fights? What do people refer, to? how do people refer to the, the method of fighting in World War I, or for that matter, during the American Civil War? Yeah, somebody at the back, shout it out. It's a war of attrition, all right? So these are wars of attrition. These are wars of attrition. And what we know about wars of attrition is that they can go on a long time, and a lot can be lost. A lot of life can be lost in the case of real wars. A lot of money can be lost in the case of business wars. And actually, it turns out a lot of games have this structure of a war of attrition. Let me give you one more example. Suppose that two companies are competing for a market, not in the manner of of BSB and Sky by simply advertising or whatever, but in the form of paying bribes. All right, so suppose there's a company let's say, in France, and a company, let's say, in Britain. And these two companies are trying to control, uh, are trying, are trying to win a contract in some country where paying bribes is a, is a successful strategy. And here I'm going to be careful about the film and not mention any real countries. So let's call this imaginary country Fredonia, which comes from a Marx Brothers film. All right? So here's this French company and this British company. And they both want this contract to build a bridge in Fredonia. And they start paying bribes to the general who controls Fredonia. All right? And what happens? Well, you're not going to get the bribe back. So, if, so both sides you know, pay a few thousand dollars to this general. And then the general comes back and says, well, you've both paid $1,000. Which of you wants to pay the bridge? So they go on and they put more money in and more money in. And you can see, once again, this is a war of attrition. Those bribes that they've paid, they're never getting back. But once you've paid them, they're a sunk cost. Right? Once you've paid that bribe, good luck saying, I paid you this bribe. You didn't let me build the bridge. Pa- give me my money back. Right? There isn't a court in the world that's going to enforce that. All right? So these bribery contests look a lot like this. Right? There's a technical name for these bribe contests. They're sometimes called all-pay auctions. alright So what do we want to establish today? We want to establish, uh, we want to talk about why fighting occurs here. And we wanted to do so in some detail. So there may be informal reasons why fighting occurs, and we've talked about that. It could be that one side is crazy. It could be that both sides are crazy. It could be that national or regional pride is at stake. All of these things could affect why we get fighting. But what I want to try and establish today is that you can get long fights emerging in potential wars of attrition, even if everybody is rational, even if the payoff is just that one dollar, Right? and even if there's no reputation at stake. So again, my goal today is to try and convince you that you can get huge loss of life in World War I or huge loss of money in these business contests without having to argue something outside the model, like irrationality or reputation. All right? Even rational players can get themselves in trouble in wars of attrition. All right, so that for the rest of today, I want to try and analyze this. And to get us started, I want to look at a version of this game, at a simplified version, which only lasts for two periods. All right, so we'll do a two-period version of the game we played just now. And eventually, by the end of today, I want to look at the infinite version. OK, so we'll start, we'll start small. We'll start with a two, two-period version. And the trick in analyzing these things is to be able to come up with a tree and be able to come up with payoffs and be able to apply the analysis that we know about to get us uh, to where we want to be. All right. So here's here's the game, I claim. I claim that it has the following tree. So first of all, player A chooses. And player A can either fight or quit. And let me put a 1 in brackets. We'll see what the 1 is in a second. Then uh, then we're going to model player two, but of course this is a simultaneous move game. This is a simultaneous move, so this is an information set. It's not called player two, it's called player B. So player B doesn't know what A has done that first period when B is making her choice. This is a simultaneous move. And B is choosing between between, uh, fighting or quitting. And just to distinguish them, let me use small letters for uh, for, for B. So once again, Fight or quit. And fight or quit. All right. Now, if both sides fight, then the game continues. And everyone knows that both sides have fought at that stage. So at this point on, we're actually at a singleton information node, and it's player A's turn again. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. All right. Thank you. All right, so here we go again. So in the second period, once again, we've got A choosing whether to fight or quit. And this time, we'll put a 2 to indicate we're in the second period. And after player 2 has moved, once again, uh, well, after player A has moved, once again, player B is moving, That's a simultaneous move. And once again, they're choosing fight or quit. And I'll put twos to indicate that we're in the second stage. All right? So that's the structure of this two-period game. OK? And let's write down what the payoffs are, starting with the easy payoffs. So if both people quit in the first stage, they get nothing. If A quits and B fights, then A gets nothing and B gets V. If A fights and B quits, then A gets V and B gets nothing. And if they both fight, we go, into, we go into the second stage. So let's write down the payoffs in the second stage. So in the second stage, if they both quit in the second stage, then their payoffs are going to be for A minus C, the cost they accumulated in the first stage, plus zero, and for B and for B minus C plus zero. If, they, if, if A quits and B fights in the second stage, then the payoffs are minus C plus 0, and minus C plus V. If A fights and B quits, then the payoffs are minus C plus V and minus C plus 0. And if they both fight for two periods, we have a decision to make about how we're going to end the game in this this two-period game. But let's just assume that what we'll get here is uh, minus C minus C and minus C minus C. I right? want well, assume if they both fight, the game ends, and no one gets the prize, right? just, to make the, just to make life simple. Right? So this is a two-period, uh, two-period version of the game, and the only change I've made, other than making it two periods, is I had to put in a payoff, <coughs> had to see what, what happened if the game didn't resolve, and I've assumed that if the game didn't resolve, no one, no one got the prize. All right? Now there's another assumption I'm going to have to make before we analyze this. There are two possible cases to consider here. There's the case when v is bigger than c, which is the case we just played in the class. And there's also the converse case when the cost is bigger than v, all right? So today, we'll focus on the case v bigger than c, which is the case we just, we just played in class. I'm going to leave you to analyze the other case, the case when the cost is bigger than the prize, as a homework assignment, all right? All right? So v bigger than c is, the, uh, is, uh, is our assumption. All right. Everyone okay with the tree? Right. This tree, I hope, describes the game, uh, uh, at least a two-period version of the game. Now, the first thing I want to point out here is, if we look at the payoffs that are incurred at the end of the second-period game, we notice that they all contain a minus c. All right. There's a minus c everywhere. right, what is that minus c? It's the cost that you accumulated from having fought in the first stage, all right? But the observation I want to make straight away is that this cost, so here it is, 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 and here it is, and here it is, is. this cost is sunk, all right? These objects here are sunk costs. There's nothing you can do once you're in the second period of the game to get these sunk costs back. They've just gone. They're there, but the fact that they enter everywhere is gonna make them strategically irrelevant. <coughs> Alright? Okay, so what we wanna do here is we want to find all of the subgame perfect equilibria of this little game. Alright, so let me push this up quite high. Well, we'll see. And let me get rid of the rules. We all know the rules by now. So our goal here is to use our solutions concept, which is subgame perfect equilibrium, to try and analyze this game. So how are we going to tr- how are we going to analyze this game in terms of subgame perfect equilibrium? How are we going to start that discussion? I've got a lot of work to do here. Where are we gonna start in finding subgame perfect equilibrium? What's the first thing we should do? Well, I claim the first thing we should do is just figure out what the subgames are. Let's start with that, all right? So having just pushed it far away, I'm gonna need to use the the pointer, but I claim that the the, the obvious subgame to to analyze first is this subgame. It's the subgame if you should end up in period two. And notice that is a subgame. It starts from a singleton node. It doesn't break up any information set, and it contains all the descendants of the node from which it starts. All right? So that's, that is genuinely a subgame. All right, So we're going to start our analysis by considering the second subgame. The second subgame. All right? So let's write down the matrix that corresponds to that second subgame. And I'm going to write it down in the following way. So I claim in this second subgame, each player has two choices they can fight or quit. Fight or quit. And I'm going to write the payoffs in a particular way. I'm going to write the payoffs as minus C plus this thing, all right? So rather than keep that minus C in all the boxes, which is going to get, it's gonna get boring after a while, I'm gonna pull that minus C out and just put it in front. Is that okay? All right, so we had this, we had this, this sunk cost box everywhere, and I'm gonna pull out this sunk cost box and put it in front. So here it is. If you get into the second period of the game, you've incurred this sunk cost. And your payoffs in this game, if you both fight, then you incur minus C for the second time. If A fights and B quits, then A is going to win the prize. So they'll get V and uh, player two will get nothing. If uh, player B gets nothing. If B fights and A quits, then conversely, A gets nothing and player B gets the prize. And if they both quit, they just get nothing. So just notice what I did here, I could have written out the box with minus c minus c here, minus c minus c here, minus c plus v here, minus c plus 0 here, minus c plus 0 here, etc. But I just pulled out that minus c, because it's just distracting everything. All right? So I pulled out that minus c and put it in front. All right. Okay, so now we can analyze this, uh, this, little, uh, this little game. And let's start off by talking about pure strategy equilibria in this game. So again, our goal is to find subgame perfect equilibria. So the way in which we find subgame equilibria is what? We start at the last subgames, we look for Nash equilibria in those last subgames, and then eventually we're gonna roll those back. All right, so we, there's our last subgame, there's the matrix for it. Let's just find the let's find the Nash equilibrium. So if player B, if player B is fighting, then player A's best response is to quit. And if player A is fighting, then player B's best response is to quit. Conversely, if player B is quitting, player A's best response is to fight. And if B is fighting, player A, uh, sorry, if, if, if B is no, if A is quitting then player B's best response is to fight. Didn't say that right, let me try again. So if A is fighting, uh, if the other side is fighting, you want to quit. If the other side is quitting, you want to fight. right, that clear? All right, so there are actually two, there are two, be careful here, pure strategy. There are two pure strategy Nash equilibria in this sub-game, and what are they? They are fight, quit, and quit, fight. So if we get into the second sub-game, and if, we're gonna, if we know we're going to play a pure strategy in the second sub-game, this is what's going to happen. That's our claim. All right. Right? Now notice that it didn't matter, the sunk cost didn't matter there. I could have included the sunk cost in the payoffs, but I would have found exactly the same thing with or without the, with or without the sunk cost. So as, as, we, as we expect, the sunk cost is irrelevant. All right, so we've got, we've got both the equilibria and the sum game. Let's roll this back, let's roll these back into the first stage of the game. All right. I do that. The payoffs associated with these, the payoffs associated with this one are v and zero, and the payoff associated with this one is zero and v. Everyone okay with that? Okay, let's revisit the first stage of this game. And now things get a little bit more complicated. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna redraw the first stage of this game. So here it here it is. A can fight or quit just as before. And following this, B can fight or quit, just as before. So this is a picture of the first stage of the game, but I'm going to chop off the second stage. All right? Let's put the payoffs in. All right. So the payoffs down here are the same as they were before. 0, 0, working up. 0, V. If A fights and B quits, then it's V0. But what about the payoff if they both fight? So what I want to do now is I want to look at the payoff them when they both fight by considering what they would get if they both fight in the second period of the game all right so our idea is our idea is find the nash equilibrium in the second period of the game and roll back these possible payoffs all right so here the payoffs are going to be minus c plus stage 2 Nash equilibrium payoffs for player one and minus C plus the same thing stage two Nash equilibrium payoffs for player B. All right, just understand what I've written here then. uh, I've got the same payoffs as before but I've replaced can reach it there, I've replaced that enormous thing that was the second stage of the game just with the payoffs that we know that we're gonna get in the second stage of the game if we play Nash equilibrium in the second stage. All right, so these objects, these objects have a name and the name is continuation payoffs. These objects are the continuation payoffs, they're the payoffs I'm going to get tomorrow and possibly forward in a more complicated case, if, in this case, if I fight, if we both fight in the first period, all right? Now, what we want to do is we want to draw up the matrix that corresponds to this first stage game, and we're going to have to do so twice. We're going to have to do so once for the case where the continuation payoffs are V0, where the equilibrium we're playing tomorrow is fight quit, and we're going to have to do so again for the case where the continuation payoffs tomorrow are 0V, namely the continuation play payo- is quit-fight. All right, I have to do it twice. All right, so let me, you've got this continuation payoff down, so give me, let me give you a little bit of room. All right, so the matrix is going to look as follows. Nice big matrix. 2 by 2. Player A is choosing fight or quit. And player 2 is choosing fight or quit. That much is easy. It's what we put in here that matters. So let's do all the easy cases first. So quit, quit is 0, 0. Quit, fight is 0, v. Fight, quit is v, 0. and. In here, it's gonna depend which of these two games, which of these two equilibria is being played tomorrow. So that what we're gonna do here, is we're gonna do the case for the equilibrium, fight, quit, in stage two. All right, we're gonna write out the matrix for the case, where we're gonna play fight, quit tomorrow. So if we play fight, I, I, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. This, this, this. Thank you. Try and keep you, yeah, it's a good idea. Try and keep you consistent today because it's very easy to slip. So uh, that's good. So uh, I'll, uh, once again, I'm going to use capital letters for player A and small letters for player B. Thank you. All right, so what happens if we both fight? We both incur costs of C from fighting, and tomorrow we're going to get the payoffs from the equilibrium. <coughs> If I quit, that's this equilibrium. So we're going to get v and 0 tomorrow. So let's add those in. So this will be plus v, and this will be plus 0. All right. And let's just put some chalk around here to indicate that these are going to be continuation payoffs. Right, so this is what the this is what the, uh, the our, this, this is the matrix we're going to use to analyse the first stage of the game in the case where the equilibrium we're playing tomorrow is fight quit, and as I promised we have to do this twice. So the other case, of course, is if the if we're playing the other equilibrium tomorrow. So let's just do that. So once again, we have fight one, quit one, fight one, quit one, and the payoffs are. Same as we had, 0, 0, 0, v, 0. And in here, this time, we're going to have minus c plus 0 and minus c plus v. And the reason for the change is that we're now looking at the continuation game, the continuation play, where where it's player a who quits in the second stage. So This is for the case, quit to fight two in period two. All right, so let's just pause, make sure everyone's got that down. Everyone okay? So what we've done here is we started off by analyzing what's gonna happen in period two, and that really wasn't very hard, is that right? That was a pretty simple game to analyze, pretty easy to find the equilibrium. Then what we did was we rolled back the equilibrium payoffs from period two and we plonked them on top of the relevant payoffs in period one. So in particular, if you both fight and you know you're going to play the fight-quit equilibrium tomorrow, then your payoffs will be minus C plus V and minus C plus zero. If you both fight and you know you're going to play the quit-fight equilibrium tomorrow, then your payoffs will be C plus zero, so minus C plus zero, and minus C plus V and just to emphasize once again these four boxes we created these four boxes we created correspond to the stage 2 nash equilibrium payoffs so or the continuation payoffs of the game all right okay so now we're ready to analyze each of these games all right so this isn't going to be too hard all right let's try and find out the nash equilibrium of this game so let's start with the left hand one this is the case where uh, player A is going to fight and win in period two, all right? So if player uh, if player uh, B if player B is going to quit in period one, then if player A fights, she gets V. If she quits, she gets zero. So she's going to want to fight. Everyone okay with that? And if player B fights in period two, then if player A fights. She gets minus c plus v. And if she quits, c gets 0. And here's where our assumption's going to help us. We've assumed, what what do we assume? We assume v is bigger than c. Is that right? Just like we played in class. So because v is bigger than c, this is going to be the best response again. Fighting's going to be the best response. All right, so we know that, in fact, player a here has a dominant strategy. The dominant strategy is to fight in period 1. In this, little, in, in this analysis of the game, and since A is fighting, not surprisingly, uh, we're going to find that B is going to quit. All right, so, so uh, B's best response is to quit. All right, so here, here is our Nash equilibrium in this sub-game. All right, so this, this, this game has a Nash equilibrium, only has one, and the equilibrium is fight one, quit one. And let's just talk about it intuitively for a second. Intuitively, if I know, if I'm playing Jake, and I know that Jake is gonna fight tomorrow, and I know, uh, sorry, the other way around. I know that Jake's gonna quit tomorrow, if I know Jake's gonna quit tomorrow, and I'm gonna fight tomorrow, I know that tomorrow I'm gonna win. Right, so that prize is there for me tomorrow, so why would I wanna quit today? Right, I'm gonna get a dollar tomorrow, Right, if I just fight in, in this period. So why would I want to quit today when at worst case scenario, I'm only gonna lose 75 cents today. So if I know Jake is quitting tomorrow, I'm gonna to stay on f- and, fight, uh, and fight now. And conversely, if Jake knows he's quitting tomorrow, and he knows I'm gonna fight now, he may as well just quit. So what we're learning here is in this particular example, in this particular example, if we know that tomorrow I'm gonna to win, to win the war, I'm going to actually gonna win it today. Say it again. If we know that tomorrow I'm going to win the war, I'm actually going to win it today. All right. And the converse is true for the case where I'm the quitter and Jake's the fighter tomorrow. So once again, it's pretty quick to see that if I'm going to, um, uh, from Jake's point of view, if I'm going to fight, he's going to want to fight. If I'm going to quit, he's going to want to fight. So in either case, he's going to want to fight. So I'm going to want to quit. So the Nash equilibrium in this game is... Uh, is quit is quit one fight two. I Surely can write that at a better angle. Let's try that again. Yes. Quit one. Fight two. Alright? So at this stage we've found all of the pure strategy subgame perfect equilibria in the game. Let's describe them before I write them up, right? One pure strategy Nash equilibrium has me fighting in period one, and Jake quitting in period one, and if we got to period two, which in fact we won't, then I fight again, and he quits again. All right, so let's write that equilibrium up, and we'll do it here. Let me do it on the top board, actually. Thank you, thank you. So let let, let me get it right when I write it up as as a whole equilibrium. So I claim that I've now found all of the pure strategy SBE in this game. One of them involves my fighting in the first period and fighting in the second period. And Jake quitting in the first period and quitting in the second period. And the other one just flips it around. I quit in the first period. And if I got there, I would quit in the second period. And Jake fights in the first period. And if we got there, he would also fight in the second period. So, these are perfectly natural equilibria to think about. If you want to get intuitively, one of the, each of these equilibria involves a fighter and a quitter. The fighter always fights, the quitter always quits. If I know I'm playing a quitter, I'm always going to fight. So, that's the best response. If I know I'm facing a fighter, I'm going to want to quit. So, that's the best response. And those are two very simple equilibria. All right? that's the good news. What's the bad news here? The bad news is we haven't achieved our goal. Our goal was to argue that rational players might get involved in a fight. And notice that in each of these two pure strategy sub-game perfect equilibria, in each of them, no real fight occurs. Is that right? In each of them, one person fights the first period, but the other person just runs away. That isn't much of a fight. All right, so again, in each of these equilibria, one side is willing to fight, but the other side isn't, so no fight occurs. In particular, no costs are incurred in either of these equilibria. But I claimed at the beginning, I wanted to explain how we can have costs occur in equilibrium. By writing rational players are gonna incur costs. So what am I missing here? What should I do to try and find a more costly equilibrium? I claim I'm still missing some equilibria here. What kind of equilibria am I missing? Yeah. I'm missing the mixed strategy equilibria. So far, all we've done is solve out the pure strategy equilibria. But we need to go back and reanalyze the whole game, looking now for mixed strategy equilibria. All right. So we're going to do the entire, take a deep breath, because we're going to take the whole analysis we just did. We're going to repeat the entire analysis we just did, but this time we're going to look at mixed strategy equilibria. All right, everyone happy with what we're doing? So, first of all, we're going to go back to the second subgame. Here's the second subgame. And we already found the pure strategy equilibria, so let me get rid of them. And in your notes, you probably want to rewrite this matrix. But I'm not going to rewrite it here because we're a little bit short of time. This is exactly the same payoff matrix we saw before. But now I want to look for a mixed strategy equilibrium in this game. How do I go about finding, it's good review this, how do I go about finding a mixed strategy equilibrium in a game like this? What's the trick for finding mixed strategy equilibrium? Should we try our guys from New Jersey and New York? Let's try our guys from New Jersey and New York. How do I, where's my, where's my uh, New Yorker, right? We'll have the true battle here between New York and New Jersey. How, how do we find a mixed strategy equilibrium? Um, yeah. Use uh, uh, the P's and Q's and set them equal to one another. That's a so crude explanation. A crude thing, okay. So the answer was, we find the P's and Q's and quote, set them equal to one another. What is it we're actually setting equal to what? What are we setting equal to what? Let's try and get some response on this. Where's our, did our New Jersey pie flee? Where's our New Jersey person? They fled. Uh, we could give our Texans another chance. Where's our tex? There was a Texan down here somewhere. What is it? I like, said equal to what? You, um, I guess the chances that one that one would fail and the or that the one would quit in the other way to fight. Not quite. Not quite. The, the, the remark about using P's and Q's was right. But what is it? This is good review for the final. What is it? I'm going to do with those P's and Q's? Yeah. Yell it out. You, you use the other players' payoffs. Use the other player's yeah, payoffs and them indifferent between their strategies. Good, good. I'm gonna choose player B's mix in such a way as to make player A indifferent between choosing fight and quit, so as to make it plausible that B, that A is actually mixing. So again, the intuition is for A to be mixing, they must be indifferent between fight and quit. So I'm gonna choose the mix of B to make A indifferent. So that's good review, let's do that. So here I've usually used the letter Q, but to avoid confusion here, let me use the letter P. All right, we're gonna choose P to make player A indifferent. So if A, if A fights, if A fights, then their payoff is what? Let's have a look, it's minus C, with probability p, and so minus c with probability p, and v with probability 1 minus p. Alright, this this should be coming back now, this is before the midterm, but you guys were alive before the midterm, right, so you should remember this. So they fight, they get minus c times p plus v 1 minus p. Alright, if they quit, If they quit, then they get 0 with probability p and 0 again with probability 1 minus p. So we know that if A is mixing, B must be mixing in such a way as to make these two numbers equal. So we know these two must be equal to one another. Since they're equal, we can now solve for p. All right, so what's that going to give us? It's going to give us v1 minus p is equal to pc, Okay, And that, I think, is p is equal to v over v plus c. Is that right? So i am just check my algebra. And if you remember the game of hawk-dove that we saw just before the midterm, the game involving Uh, to, it was was a game we looked at when we were looking at evolution. This is essentially the same game, more or less, as that game. And you'll notice it's the same kind of mixture we've got here. So P is equal to V over V plus C, which means 1 minus P is equal to C over V plus C. I'm leaving it up there for a bit, hoping that one of the TAs is going to just do my algebra for me. I think that's right, though. I think that's right? All right. So this game is symmetric so both players are going to, uh, we, we, we could do the same we could do the same for B but we'll find the same thing right it's a symmetric game all right so the mixed strategy equilibrium the mixed nash equilibrium in this game has both mix both fight with probability equal to v over v plus c all right now, this is good news because at least we're getting some fighting going on. But we need to do something. We need to take this Nash equilibrium we've just found, which is a Nash equilibrium in the second subgame. It's a Nash equilibrium in the subgame way up here. And we need to roll back the payoffs from this subgame, the equilibrium payoffs from this subgame, into the first stage. That's our method. How are we gonna do that? Well, we better first of all, figure out what those payoffs are. So what are the payoffs in this equilibrium? The payoffs in this mixed Nash equilibrium are what? Anyone see what the payoffs are gonna be if they're both playing this mix? Well, presumably the payoff from fight and the payoff from quit must be the same, is that right? So we may as well choose the easier one. So I claim that the payoff from quit is 0 times p plus 0 times 1 minus p, which is 0 v over v plus c plus 0 c over v plus c. But that's equal to what? Zero. Zero. OK, good. So it's got to be the case, kind of conveniently, that if they do play this mixed strategy equilibrium in stage 2, the payoff they'll get from playing it is 0. That's going to make life a little bit easier later on. All right. That's our new equilibrium in the second sum game. Now let's roll that back to the first game. Here's our first game again. All right, And everything about this is, is correct. Everything about it is correct except What's down here, so let's get rid of what's down here. Our analysis from before is more or less still intact. It's still the case that if they both quit, they'll get 0. If they quit fight, they'll get 0 v or v0. And it's still the case that if they both fight, they'll both incur costs of c, and they'll both then get stage 2 continuation Nash payoffs that right? But now, instead of those continuation Nash payoffs being v0 or 0v, those continuation Nash payoffs are going to be what? They're going to be 0. They're going to be 0. So what we're going to do here is we're going to backward induct or roll back those 0 payoffs and come up with the corresponding matrix to describe the first stage of the game. And here it is. Fight, quit, little f. Try and get it right without Jake having to correct me this time, little f, little f, uh, little q. This is a. This is b. And the payoffs here are 0, 0 here, 0v, zero v0, zero, just as before. And in this box now, we've got minus c plus 0, and minus c plus 0. All right, so it's exactly the same box we saw before, but now, The continuation payoffs are just zero. All right. And again, what is this? This is for the Nash equilibrium. As I say, for the mixed. For the mixed Nash equilibrium in period two. All right. And what I want to do is I want to find the mixed equilibrium in period one, right? We we found the mixed equilibrium in period two. Now I want to find the mixed equilibrium in period one. So what I could do here is I could spend a lot of time. I could put in a a P and a one minus P, and I could work out what mix of player B will make A indifferent. I could work out what mix of player A would make B indifferent. But has anybody noticed something about this matrix? What do you notice about this matrix? Somebody? Somebody help me out? Somebody's got to help me out here. Tell me something about this matrix. What's true about this matrix? It's the same as the one above. It's the same as the one above, right? The matrix I just drew when I rolled back the payoffs, when I rolled back the payoffs, is exactly the same matrix that I had here. It's exactly the same matrix. So we already know what the mixed strategy equilibrium is in this. The mixed Nash equilibrium in this matrix is to fight is, is both fight with probability P equals V over V plus C. So we're now ready to show our new, our new, Subgame perfect equilibrium. Let's drag it down. Here's our whole game. We found the pure, whoops, sorry, we found the pure SPEs, but now we're ready to find the mixed SPE. The mixed subgame perfect equilibrium has player A, well, before I do that, let me just give this P a name. Let me call this P, P star, okay? So V over V plus C, let's call it P star. So the mixed subgame perfect equilibrium has player one mixing, fighting with probability P star in the first stage, and in the second stage, again mixing, fighting pro- with probability P star. So this is player one. And player two does exactly the same thing. And while we're here, what's the expected payoff for each player if they're playing this mixed subgame perfect equilibrium? What is it? It's 0. It's 0. The payoff from this, the expected payoff, is 0. All right. So now we're actually getting somewhere. Now we're really getting somewhere. So let's just take a deep breath and see where we are. We we broke this game down, this complicated game we played in class, that it conceivably, for example, when New York is playing New Jersey, conceivably could go on all night. Apparently not when the Texans are playing each other or the football team is playing the baseball team, but when we have New York and Jersey, it could go on all night. We curtailed it to a two-period game, but in a minute, we're gonna go back to the infinite game. In this two-period game, I, I tried to argue that we could, I, I'm trying to convince you that you could get fighting occurring just in equilibrium with absolutely standard rational players, nothing to do with pride, nothing to do with reputation, nothing to do with the fact that these guys are crazy guys who've drunk the water in New York and New Jersey, God help them. All right, You're gonna, you can get fighting with ordinary people in equilibrium, all right? And what we've shown is the way in which you can get fighting is in a mixed strategy equilibrium. In each period of the game, people fight with probability P. That's just enough fights to give the other side an incentive to quit, and just enough probability of the other side quitting to give the other side uh, uh, an incentive to fight. Just exactly enough. If they play that equilibrium, in every period, there's some chance of the game ending. But with probability P, the game goes forward to the next period. So you could potentially have fights for two periods. With what, pro- by the way, with what probability would there be a fight in both periods? That's a good homework question. I won't answer it here, right? You can work it out at home. All right, All right. All right? so what- should we do it here? Anybody want to tell me? So, so okay, in, 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 in what prob- with what probability do we get a fight in the first period? A real fight, a fight involving both players? We need both players to fight each are fighting with probability P, so the probability of both of them fighting is what? P squared, all right? So to get a fight in the first period, the probability is P squared. To get a fight in both periods is what then? P, P to the fourth, all right? But we can get a fight with probability P to the fourth going through, all right? We get fighting in equilibrium. Moreover, we get some very intuitive things that we already learned in the hawk-dove game, all right? The probability of fights So in this, in this equilibrium, the probability of fights occurring. The probability that fights occurring goes up as V goes up. So the prize gets bigger, you're more likely to see fights occur. That seems right. And it goes down in C. So the probability of fights occurring goes up in the size of the prize. That seems intuitively right. And down in the cost of fighting. All right. Now, okay, that's reasonable. But I claimed I could show you this not in a two period game, but in an infinite period game. So let me spend the last five minutes taking us to infinite period games. All right. So everybody take a deep breath. We're now going to consider something we've never done before. We're going to consider a game that could go on forever. It could go on forever. And the way we're going to do that is to use the following idea, the following picture. So I can't really draw a true tree for the infinite period game. And the reason I can't draw a true tree for the infinite period game is, one, I would run out of chalk. And two, I'd run it to lunchtime, all right? But you could imagine what it looks like. It looks like this, roughly speaking. Uh, try and get this right, start again. The infinite period game looks something like this. And then it goes again. All right, and then it goes again and so on, all right? And it would go right the way through the board and right the way across whatever street that is, right across campus, all right? That's what the infinite tree would look like. So I clearly can't really analyze that object. But what I wanna show you is that we can still solve this game, even though it's an infinite period game. How are we gonna do that? Let's look at a particular stage. Let's call the stage, stage 4503. Right, whatever that number was, right? 4,503, whatever it was, right? So here is the stage, this arbitrary stage, and the, the tree for this arbitrary stage looks like this. All right? And th- what I'm going to do is, this is, you know, this, this is stage, what was it? 5,000, was it 4,503? All right, this, this is this stage, all right? And what I'm going to add to this is that before you get into this stage, you're going to incur sunk costs. Right, and if you go on playing after this stage, then you're going to get continuation values. Right, so going into the beginning of the game, you've incurred some sunk costs. And if you come out on the other side and go on playing, you're going to play some equilibrium and get continuation values. But otherwise, everything else is the same. We still have 0, 0 here. We still have 0, v V here. We still have v, 0 here. And here we still have minus c plus continuation values and minus c plus continuation values, all right? And this is something we've seen before. Right, this little box is something we've seen before. Essentially, we've got some costs in front, but they're irrelevant. We've got continuation values at the end, but we know how to handle them, we just put them into the payoffs. All right, so suppose now, suppose that in the continuation game, people play the mixed strategy that we just found. Suppose that in the continuation game, People mix with probability P, uh, so they fight with probability P star, and quit with probability 1 minus P star. Suppose in the continuation game, they're playing a mixed strategy. In that case, what is the continuation value of the game? Let me say it again, all right? What is it? It's zero, right? If they're mixing in the future, they always had the option to quit. So it must be that the continuation value is zero. So if they mix in the future, then the continuation value is 0, 0. All right, so now let's go back to this board. All right. To make this board equivalent to the board above, all I need to do is one thing. I need to add on some sunk costs at the front. I've got sunk cost at the front. I'm going to play the game. And then I'm going to get, instead of stage two values, I'm going to get stage, what was it? Uh, 4,503 in all stages in the future values in here and here. But otherwise, it's the same thing. And what's convenient is all of those are zero anyway. Since they're all zero anyway, this matrix is still correct. Right, The continuation values are zero and zero. These are now the continuation values. And these are the continuation values. And so if I look for a mixed strategy equilibrium in this game, it's something I've solved already. What's the mixed strategy equilibrium in this game? Anybody? It's it's exactly what we found before. Just as before, I'm going to mix with probability v over v plus c. let's summarize. We did something today, just now, that we've never done before. We've looked at an infinite, or at least potentially infinite, period game. A game that could go on forever. And the way in which we handled the game that could go on forever was what? We noticed two things. We noticed that part of the game that comes before, that part of the game that's passed already, anything that happened there is just a sunk cost. It's irrelevant. It's just, I mean, It hurts if it's a cost. It's nice if it's a gain, but it's sunk. You can't affect it now. Anything in the future, anything in the future can be summarized by the value, the payoff I'm going to get in the future by playing the equilibrium in the future. Right? In this case, the future meant mixing. Mixing gave me a value of zero. So here I am getting zero in, from, from the future. And then I can just analyze the game in the stage in which I'm in just as if it was an ordinary bog-standard simultaneous move game. When we did so in this particular example, we're going to see more examples like this after the break, but in this particular example, we found out something quite surprising. The thing we found out was in these war of attrition settings, there is an equilibrium with rational players, everyone, more than that, common knowledge of rationality. Everybody's rational. Everyone knows everyone else is rational. There are equilibria in which not only people fight, but they could fight forever. In every period, they fight with some probability. And we got an extra prediction out, a prediction that we weren't expecting. And let me just give you that prediction, and then we'll leave the class with that. The extra prediction is this. If we look at these wars of attrition, and we keep track of the time in which the, hang on guys, don't, don't, don't rustle the bags yet, one more thing. If we look at the time at which the games have gone on and keep track of the probability that a war will end at that time. So imagine this is World War One. You could imagine World War One going for one year, or two years, or three years, or 20 years, or whatever. The probability distribution in this war of attrition is gonna look like this. In every period, the probability of continuing is just p star squared. So in every period, the chance that, as you go further into the future, there's a greater chance the war will end. You can get very long, very costly wars. That's the bad news. The good news is it doesn't happen very often. All right? I guess we're all involved in a rather large and costly war right now. So I'll leave you that with that pleasant thought over Thanksgiving. Have a good break, and we'll see you afterwards.